0: It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Casebook of Justice and Dixon. The Case of the One That Got Away, Part 1. The name is Dixon. Trixie Dixon Girl Detective They say that no good deed goes unpunished, and I guess that's true. It's less an expression of the futility of change and more an acknowledgement that, come what may, the universe has a way of balancing out. And I guess that the curious case of Victor Sabian was as good an example as any. There was a time when old Square Jaw and I had as simple a relationship with the good lieutenant as you could possibly ask for. He hated our breathing guts and wished to see us incarcerated if possible and, if not, run out of the city, state, and detective business in that order once and for all. Ever so gradually the heat and pressure of this relationship had turned the coal of mutual loathing into a diamond, and the good lieutenant was now as close a friend as two people who don't really like anybody, particularly each other, were ever likely to have. And not to sound mercenary, but when you coloured outside the lines of law and order as we often did, It never hurt to have the head of Robbery Homicide in, or at least near, your corner. All of this is true, but it was also true that the universe was keeping track of that convenience, and sooner or later the bill was going to come due. Bills coming due, and indeed past due, was not a new sensation at the mighty world headquarters of Justice and Dixon private investigations, but we were reasonably flush, having stooped to a little bounty work in the shallow end of the talent pool of the local crime community. The work was not cheerful and there were no expense account lunches but the wolf was as far from the door as he ever was likely to be and that was going to have to be good enough because when the door burst open it was not a jealous husband or a long lost heir with a will to contest or any of the other profitable little hikes along the muddy road of life that we knew so well. It was none of those things. What it was, in fact, was Nelson. Nelson is not easy to explain. He has gigantic oversized feet and is a lethal crack shot, but that is not what you notice first about him. I suppose the most immediately obvious trait is the extent to which he resembles one of those large, slobbery dogs that is always trying very hard to please and is never quite getting it right. In fact... Most of the time when you heard his name spoken aloud, it was with the precise tone that you would use in speaking to a dog that has hopelessly mauled your sports section in the process of bringing you your newspaper, which cartoons assure me is something that dogs do. Oh yes, he is also a police officer, which is important and explains the uniform. Nelson has been Sabian's chief underling for many a year, which is strange because you would think Sabian would be able to do something about that, but apparently the universe balances out at one police plaza too, because whatever else changes, Nelson is still Nelson. He's been promoted and demoted and possibly promoted again more often than I could possibly be expected to have paid any attention to. He's been decorated for valor or possibly gross competence in the line of duty or whatever it is that cops get medals for. They seemed to take it pretty seriously. Today, he was none of those things. Today, he was a jabbering, hysterical wreck, quivering in our doorway. When I first met Nelson, he was a sergeant, and I could not be expected to retain more information than that. I assume that was still true because he never corrected me when I said it. "'Oh, hello, Sergeant Nelson,' Jack said, beating me to it. "'Nice of you to drop by.' "'He couldn't... I couldn't... uh, but what?' "'Nelson said, gasping for breath. "'Did you come up the steps two at a time again, Nelson?' "'Nelson nodded but did not speak, presumably because he could not. "'We talked about this, Nelson, remember?' Jack said patiently, "'like a schoolmarm who badly needed a shave. "'The gasping, and such, is not a good look.' "'Nelson shook his head again, not so much to answer in the negative, "'more in the way that a horse might, if he was steaming and champing "'and other things that paperback novels assure me that horses do.' "Take a deep breath," Jack said, making a gesture in support of a long cleansing inhalation, which involved waving the coffee pot in the air, since it had been in his hand when he started speaking, and it took more than Nelson had in him to make Jack put the coffee pot down until its job was done. Nelson gasped a little and emitted a high pitched wheeze as he breathed, but he did breathe, and soon seemed on the road to recovery. "Better?" Jack asked gently. a boy." "I apologize for the elevator. The landlord assures me it will be fully operational just as soon as hell finishes freezing over. You let us know when you're ready to explain what brings you here. I'll make some coffee. Uh, Lieutenant, Nelson gasped, uh, Lieutenant Sabian. Oh, what is in his bonnet now, Jack snapped, sending Nelson back into his deep breathing. We have been very good lately, as far as he knows. Please forgive my partner, I said, not taking my feet off the desk nor putting down the crossword puzzle, as nothing that had happened thus far seemed worthy of Miss Dixon's full attention. He has noticed that your lord and master knows where the office is and only tends to send someone to collect us when we are in trouble. And in this case, we do not happen to deserve that. As far as you know, Jack added. Stop helping me, I scowled. He isn't... it isn't... he didn't... Nelson sputtered. "'pointing frantically at himself and something unseen that might have been out the window "'or possibly in some private nightmare of his own devising. "'And good morning, Nelson,' I said brightly, "'filling in twelve down in ink like the confident goddess that I am. "'Oh, I—oh, good morning, Miss Trixie,' Nelson said, "'his personality skipping back into its groove like the wax cylinder "'that I never realized until this very moment "'was the greatest Nelson metaphor of all time.' And how are you this fine day, I said, noting with some dismay that the word barracks did not have quite as many letters in it as I thought it did. I'm very well, thank you, Nelson said affably, his face bright and open for a moment, before the clouds crossed his pate once again. Uh, That is, I think I'm actually terrible. Well, you sort that out and let us know, I said, quite finished with this entire exercise and wondering how long I was going to have to nurse this ruined puzzle to keep Jack from knowing that I had butchered it. "'You were saying something, Nelson?' Jack offered not unkindly, "'stooped over his voodoo with the percolator. "'I believe you had got as far as... isn't it?' "'He didn't... but I wouldn't like to have to prove that in court.' Uh, "'Lieutenant Sabian,' Nelson began. "'He's in trouble.' "'There was a small, uncomfortable pause. "'I toyed with the idea of removing my feet from the desk.' "'You mean Miss Dixon and I are in trouble?' Jack offered. "'With him.' "'No, sir.' Nelson seemed much more certain of himself, and not at all like he was about to expire. Not even a little bit, he's in trouble himself, I'm almost sure of it. Jack raised an eyebrow in my direction, implying that he was prepared to take this seriously if I was. I removed the feet from the desk as smoothly and professionally as a person might. "'Have a seat,' Jack offered, indicating the second-best client chair." the best one being currently and perpetually occupied by an unconscious and openly flatulent crime-fighting dog. Nelson nodded and sat hurriedly, biting his nails as if he were about to commit some offence for which he had no stomach. "'In a few moments, there will be coffee, and everything will be well,' Jack said in a clinically calm and dulcet tone. "'Until that blessed moment arrives, why don't you tell us what has you in such a lather?' "'Lieutenant Sabian,' Nelson began." I feel like we have that bit down. It's all of the other bits that we still need, Jack said, honestly believing that he was helping. Jack, shut up and let the poor man talk, I snapped, which was a mistake because it gave Nelson another minor case of the sputters, which he spent half a minute working his way through. I raised a delicate and ladylike finger and caught our guest's eye. Nelson, you will now say something that is not the words Lieutenant Sabian. Yes? Nelson nodded. "'Okay. Go,' I said as kindly as I could, which was not very. "'Hap beaten,' he said, and stopped. "'Good, good,' I said, nodding. "'I have no idea who that is.' "'I'm trying to—I was going to,' Nelson was flustered again. "'He's a dangerous criminal.' "'Okay, yes,' I agreed. "'And the lieutenant put him away. "'There was some real momentum now.' "'Good,' I offered, waggling my fingers involuntarily to try and coax the story from him a little faster. "'And now he's out,' Nelson said, with an air of finality that said his tale of woe was now done. "'With a look, Jack tagged me and entered the ring. "'Now, Nelson, as the head of Robbery Homicide, Lieutenant Sabian puts dangerous criminals away every day, yes?' "'Oh, yes,' Nelson agreed. "'And he has been doing so for many years,' Jack continued, leading the witness.' He sure has. There was quite a bit of nodding. So it stands to reason that one or more of these individuals must return to society almost every day of every week, yes? Jack was almost done. I suppose so. Nelson seemed satisfied with this accord. There was a pause. So why, Jack began again, is Hap Beaton's release, having paid his debt to society, such a matter for public hysteria? Nelson seemed confused for an instant. Oh, he said surprised because he's going to track down the lieutenant and murder him in revenge. I- I'm sorry, I really should have led with that. Nelson had our complete attention at last. And Sabian is too stubborn to ask for our help, I offered, which sounded right enough. Worse, Nelson was practically beaming at the change in energy. He has no idea. He's on a fishing trip. A fishing trip? Jack was as surprised as me. You mean outside? "'I assume so,' Nelson nodded. "'That's where they keep the fish.' "'Okay, we'll circle back around to that,' Jack offered. "'What did this hap-beaten do, anyway?' "'He's a killer!' Nelson burst forth furiously. "'He killed some people?' "'Nelson,' Jack said in a scolding tone of voice, "'like he had caught a small child in a lie. "'Well, he might be,' Nelson admitted. I, "'I don't really know what he did, but it was something very bad.' "'Hence the prison term,' I offered, and Nelson smiled appreciatively. "'There was a prison term, wasn't there, Nelson?' "'Oh, yes, Miss Trixie, there surely was,' Nelson insisted, "'and the lieutenant drove up to appear at every one of Beaton's parole hearings.' "'For how long?' Jack asked. "'Oh, it takes the better part of an hour just to drive there,' Nelson assured us. "'No, I mean—' Jack shook his head and elected to fuss with the coffee pot instead. "'He means for how long had Sabian been tracking Beaton's parole?' "'Right?' I asked. "'In a nutshell,' Jack agreed. "'I don't exactly remember, "'but I pulled his last three years' worth of calendars "'from the records room, and he went every year. "'The rest were lost in the fire.' "'Nelson looked suddenly sheepish. "'Fire?' "'What fire?' I asked. "'Nelson appeared to be chewing on his tongue for a moment. "'I'm not supposed to talk about it,' he said, "'as if admitting to a charge of stupidity bordering on arson, "'which was almost certainly the case. "'But there's more in the calendars.' On his days off, the lieutenant would often have the word Beaton written on the page. "'So he was still working the case?' Jack asked, even though Beaton was in the pokey. "'Which means that Beaton must have done more than he was ever charged with,' I said, stepping in. "'Well, that's how I figure it,' Nelson said. "'So it was something bad, and the lieutenant took it personally. "'There are precedents for such things,' I shrugged, because it was true. "'And Beaton knew Sabian was still obsessed, because of the parole hearings,' Jack added. "'Now you see!' Nelson jumped to his feet and nearly woke the dog. The lieutenant is in terrible, terrible danger. Nelson, 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 Jack said soothingly, pouring some coffee. Just because a con has a grudge doesn't mean he's going to risk his newfound freedom by doing something rash. That just doesn't happen. Didn't it happen to you? Nelson asked him. Kind of did, I agreed. I don't recall, Jack deadpanned. Yeah, I remember this... Nelson piled back on Your wife got kidnapped, except I don't think she was your wife yet And a bunch of us got together and shot a lot of people Also, this other time you got framed for murder, I think Nelson, I said soothingly He remembers Uh Uh-oh Okay, so Sabian is in danger, Jack agreed Where is he fishing? In a lake resort just outside of Ridgeway on Highway 77 Nelson said in a breathless blur But he told me not to tell anybody about that You told us just now, I pointed out "'And someone else?' "'Yes?' Jack asked, showing no sign of giving anyone else any coffee. "'Patrolman Fisk,' Nelson said, looking downcast. "'And Patrolman Fisk told... "'Who, exactly?' I said, getting tired of the Socratic method. Uh, "'The man on the phone,' Nelson said quietly. "'What man on the phone?' I said, my fingers itching to throttle someone. Uh, "'He forgot to ask,' Nelson admitted.' "'A remarkably Nelson-like turn of events,' I offered. "'He's my... sister's kid,' Nelson admitted in a mumble. "'Ah, and Nelson by any other name would smell as sweet,' Jack said, raising his mug in salute. "'So, do you like comedy?' "'If you do